give it a couple seconds. All right, welcome everybody to uh, another episode of XN Interviews. Um, this weekend, as always, joining us is JX. How you doing tonight, man? Good, man. What's up? Um, pretty good. Uh, and our guest this week is uh, Kabam Fell. How are you doing tonight? Very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, nice dude. Here. Um, thank you for joining us again. Uh, and uh, you know, we look forward to seeing or hearing what you got to say. <laughs> so, um, so how did you get uh, get involved with Kabam, and um, how did you get to your position at Kabam? Okay, it's kind of silly. I was actually reflecting on this a little bit, like over the past week, <clears throat> in terms of like uh, like career and stuff. But I've basically wanted to do community management since I was in high school, and it stemmed from me running my own uh, like hardcore World of Warcraft raiding guilds. Uh, I was like main tank and all through like Burning Crusade, Wrath of Lich King into Cataclysm. Um, and like running that guild and creating that community of all those people and running those raids every week was something that I like got a tremendous amount of pleasure from. And like, it was so fun building those relationships. And uh, yeah, I guess it just like really coincided with my career aspirations. So I like, sucked pretty hard at math and science and all that stuff and was really into writing and so I went to school for communications and uh, oh, there's some crazy heavy static by yeah I'm just gonna lower his volume a lot <laughs> oh no worries it's cause he's out of town so it, it messes with his microphone oh no worries that better? Yeah, yeah yeah I'm giving the long winded answer I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's... I'll cut it out later Okay, okay, yeah, I'll give you, yeah, all right, we're good. <laughs> uh, I don't know, yeah, so I went to school for communications and public Ooh, nice. relations and uh, wanted to blend that into gaming because I, like, really found the idea of creating online communities and participating in them and uh, in the gaming space, like, super, super interesting because um, it encompasses everything I love, like video games, writing, talking to awesome folks like yourselves, um, and so I really wanted to do that. Before I actually got into gaming, though, I was in, uh, like, influencer management stuff. I worked for a company and would uh, work with, like, YouTubers on brand activations and oh, do, uh, like, back-end optimization work for their YouTube channels and uh, as, like, a service uh, as part of a company. And so that's where I got my background in influencer management uh, for a really long time, which is why uh, when I came on to Kabam, I was, my first project was... Uh, revamping and uh, and uh, expanding the content creator program for Contest of Champions. Um, so yeah, I worked at another company before I got a job at Kabam. I was just doing like player support, like answering tickets, as many of you probably have put in a ticket uh, for the game, whatever game, MCOC or MROC probably. Um, so that was my job. I was a support agent for a really long time at, at another company, uh, answering questions and giving people the stuff that they want. And, um, now and then I applied to Kabam and got hired. Um, been here two, just over two years at Kabam now. Um, uh -huh. I started as an associate. Now I'm a community manager. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So um, you also do stuff for Realm too? I sure do. Yeah, I'm the uh, lead community manager for Realm of Champions. Okay. Um, that's my like main game that I work on for community initiatives. I still work on the MCOC content creator program, running that as well. So I uh, I have time between the two the two games. Um, I also 
Uh, I'm not as heavily involved this year, but uh, for the past two years, I was really heavily involved in the Summoner Showdown as well. That was another one of my big projects I worked on on like a daily basis. Um, okay. But yeah, right now my, my two main jobs, uh, Community Manager for Realm of Champions and uh, lead on the Content Creator Program for uh, MCOC. We have a small content creator program for MROC as well, but uh, it's not as big, not as involved as the MCOC one. Okay, so um, what kind of uh, do you look for to, uh, what kind of do you look for for content creators whenever you're going to pick people for the program? Okay, this is a really good question, and I feel like it's a really good opportunity to kind of like go through the thought process in terms of like when you submit an application to the uh, content creator program, like what we're what we're going through, the the major tenet of the MCOC content creator program has always been to like encourage and help content creators make uh, educational content for Contest of Champions. It's a super complicated game. There's like over 200 champions in the game now, and so many nodes and buffs, and the kits are really complicated, <laughs> some of the champions. So being able to assist content creators in, in creating content that's educational and exploratory of the game um, has been like the number one uh, thing that we look at when we're looking at content creators. So a lot of people will apply and it'll just be like, gameplay over copyright free music and like while that's great and the fact that you're making content is incredible um sometimes like when we have so many applications we have to uh prioritize people who are like making actual like commentary over videos or like guides um uh, actually getting involved in explaining their thought process when they're going into fights who they're bringing um all of that stuff so when we're looking for content creators of, of uh, for the program, we look at we look at stuff like that. Um, we also look at artists. The amount of times people have been like, "I'm an artist," and then I submit an application, but they don't link anything. Like they don't link like a DeviantArt or they don't link a, any sort of portfolio is pretty wild. Wow. Um, uh, so we, we look for artists, um, and if you uh, yeah like attach um, an actual portfolio, then that's dope and we look at that as well uh web developers we look at people who make like you know um stuff like on my on my uh super <laughs> awesome for the community uh just amazing and uh we look at, at stuff like that um uh yeah marvel synergy that's another amazing website for the game so uh um infographics are definitely considered imagine jim um yeah um there are a need for them because sometimes our stuff is super complicated uh, but um, yeah uh, that, that's the basis of it so I don't know does that answer your question in a good way in an adequate yeah, totally. way great totally. um, so what are some of the requirements that you that you have um, for the content creator program yeah. uh, we have like soft and, and hard um, uh, subscriber counts that we look at we look at like post frequency look at the style of content obviously the content itself needs to be brand safe uh just due to the fact that we are working with marvel as an ip and brand so we have to make sure that the the content being made is above board and and nice um yeah being 18 is great because you got to sign that nda to be in the content creator program <laughs> um <laughs> which is just something that we can't get away like away from um uh, so yeah, we look at we look at uh, when I make concessions to like subscriber count or whatever uh, in order to let people in the program. What I'm looking at is like quality of content. Like, 
people have small subscriber bases like JX and 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 a couple other creators that are in, in this next wave that I've just uh, added onto the content creator program. Their, their subscriber count might not be huge, but the production value of the content that they're putting out is super polished and, and really nice considering um, considering what they're doing. Uh, and so that's a huge consideration when we look at uh, content creators that might not hit the like hard caps of number limits that we um, look for. Um, but when the production value is high, then like that's just an indicator to me that the the channel growth um, is like the channel growth potential is super awesome, and that the content creator program because they have like. Uh, first looks at so much content coming to the game, first looks at champions, that that because the content quality is already super high and polished, that their access to exclusive content is just going to help them improve and build their, their viewership and their, their following even faster. Um, so that's why we make concessions sometimes to, to the hard numbers of subscriber counts. Okay. So um, like the UMCOC podcast, how do you guys look at, at podcasts? Um, podcasts are great. You know what? Uh, we need more podcasts in the content creator program. To be completely honest, the UMCOC podcast was in the content creator program before I took it over. So they're kind of like grandfathered into the program a little bit. Um, podcasts don't get nearly as much visibility as I feel like they should in terms of people being able to talk about the games that they love, and uh, especially if like MCOC or MROC. Um, so they're definitely considered. Um, I mean, JX is in the content creator program now, largely because I want to get more podcasts into the content creator program, and and obviously you guys all participate in it. So um, very nice. Yeah, they they they're great. Uh, they're just not too too many of them, and people who like participate in them, um, they don't often submit applications, or the applications are incomplete. Um, so. Okay, so I so I was thinking about turning in an application. Um, I mean, I, not that you would say you yes or no right this second, but I mean, it would. It's good to know that you know you guys are looking at stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah toss one in, man. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I really wanted you. To, he he was talking to me about applications. I was like, I, I definitely think podcasts are so underrated that I'm curious. What what it what it goes for people who aren't YouTubers or who aren't streamers? So that's like really awesome to hear that. Uh, even just because I'm in the CCP with such a small subscriber count, and we do excellent interviews, and so yeah, that's awesome that Exxon can get in or you know once he gets applications, see what happens there with the excellent interviews. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. I mean, for anybody that even if you don't put out YouTube, you know, content, it's. It's good to know Honestly, that there is still a spot for in the CCP for people like that. If you make content for the game and you want to be part of the content creator program, then it never hurts to just toss in an application. Um, you might be accepted. You might not be accepted. Um, if you're not accepted, don't sweat it. Uh, it's not a commentary on you yourself as a content creator. It's more just, you know, the the our ability to onboard content creators in like an organized manner um, and just like the volume of content creators that we get um, applying to the program on like a monthly, even daily basis. Um, and just, you know, if, if first you don't succeed, toss another one in and then, uh, it, yeah, it could happen for you. Awesome. Um, Karate Mike says hi. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna actually. I was actually going to when I was talking about like quality content at low subscriber count. I was gonna talk about Karate Mike because like that is an example of a channel that when it was onboarded into the content creator program, it was uh, like super low subscriber count. 
but I could tell that obviously Karate Mike, super charismatic dude, really oh, good yeah. at explaining uh, content um, and the, the, the content quality, even though his subscriber count was low at the time of uh, him applying to the program, uh, the quality of the content was super high. And like now, look at him, he's uh, crested over like 10K subscribers, which is great for a MCOC channel. Yeah, he's at 23 right now. Probably 23, something like that. Yeah, something wild. He's growing exponentially and that's great. That's pretty much like my go-to example of uh, doing something like that. Uh, or like looking at content creators that have huge potential, but maybe not necessarily the audience when they put in an application, you know? No, yeah, that's, that's really cool. And we wanna, <laughs> We appreciate your transparency. I mean, this all this information is really good to hear. Yeah, of course. I feel like you know, I you, sometimes I, I think I'm like thinking about it when I'm going through and uh, doing content creator stuff. I feel like this like shadowy figure, uh, <laughs> like going around just like giving people the nod that they can come in the content creator program. And I mean, it's all listed there, like in the uh, post on the, on the forums of like what we're looking at. Um, but still, sometimes people are like, "Why exactly did I get in?" or something like that. So. Just being able to like, yeah, talk about it and give transparency to the fact that what we're looking at when we're trying to expand the program. Yeah, it's super helpful, I think, to content creators. Yeah. Okay, uh, so when did you start playing MCSC? Did you start before you started at, at Kabam? I started when I started at Kabam, um, nice. to be completely honest with you. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I had remembered I had like, uh, I downloaded it in order to prepare for my uh, interview when I got like a, a, a secondary interview with Kabam. And then I started playing it because I, I, for some reason, like I'd never really been uh, exposed to it. I mean, naturally, like working at another gaming company in Vancouver, you hear about Kabam all the time through the grapevine. Um, and I was like busy playing the games that I play, uh, that, that I made at like the other uh, company then. And uh, so I picked it MCMC and I got very quickly addicted to it. Um, which is awesome, and uh, managed to get the job and keep on playing. I've been pretty consumed with Emrock, so <laughs> my like grinds uh, to I'm uncollected, but I'm like so close to Cavalier, and I'm just like really just trying to find the time to hammer out the last little bit uh, to Cavalier because I'm so behind now. I mean, it's like Thronebreaker now, and I feel like such a dork not keeping up so hardcore. But I can't. I got so many games to grind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Jay, you got a couple questions over there. Yeah, so we uh, we always ask these questions to anyone who's on. But uh, what's uh, what's one what's one character you'd add to the game? MCC. Yeah. Um. Oh man, <laughs> that's a really good question. I. Mm, let's see. I. I don't know. I I'd really like to see like Silk in the game. I really like Silk. Okay. I mean, we know we have so many members of like this Spider Verse in the game already, but I just super stoked on Silk. Um, I would. Yeah, I I think that would be super awesome. Um, I've been reading through, and I forget the name now. I've been reading through um, Secret Wars again. Oh yeah. One character uh, that is. I can't remember. Why can't I? Wait, let me find Secret Wars really quick. Hold on. I'll be AFK. Two seconds. <laughs> Wait, which one is it? What's Secret Wars? Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, CT? How you doing, man? CT came in and he had to go get his comic books. Yeah. <laughs> 
CT can just read Bell's mind. <laughs> Friggin. Um. Good. He's like underneath the rock. He's like Mr. Uh, why can't I remember his name? It's gonna actually bug me. But God King Doom, honestly. Okay. Cool. I think he's like too. He's yeah. too. Po he's too powerful, probably for right now. But yeah. God King Doom, I think they'll be doing well. Just because Doctor Doom is like my favorite Marvel villain of all time, I have a Ooh. tattoo of his face on oh. my arm. Oh, um, that makes sense. What your yeah, profile pic? And, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, shout out to Cat Murdoch for drawing that for me. That's it's the best. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, I was hyped as heck when. Uh, Doctor Doom was added to the game initially, um, but I, I don't know. Doctor Doom in white—that's pretty, pretty dope. God King Doom, yeah, I want to see that. Or Silk, I think that'd be sick. Or an Iron Spider, because big fan of that as well. Yeah, man. Oh, the Iron Spider, man. That would be sweet. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I, I keep on going to like Spider Verse people, but I don't know—they're just amazing characters. One of my favorite, like, uh, one of my my favorite uh, MCOC characters to use in a bunch of content is. Um, stealth spider-man i just yes. love love his gameplay loop and just immediately maxed him out as a five star when i pulled him and yeah i use him as a pocket pick for all content for me just because he's so fun to play and does dope damage yes and has some pretty Thank sick you. utility as well <laughs> i love i love stealthy i'm so glad to hear you say that yeah man <laughs> <laughs> and stark tech i mean stark tech is amazing but i don't yeah. have him in a five star or a six star yet rip I was gonna bring up that uh, Iron Spider appeared in the Phasmagoria motion comic. It was a little yeah. tease in there, and I, I remember that so well. And and if you read the MCOC comics, it's actually Natasha Romanoff wearing the Iron Spider outfit. So it's uh, it's really cool that we got some Iron Spider around contests, but still not playable yet. So I'm curious when uh, when that'll happen. And I'd love Spider characters, man. I really hope there's a Spider Verse from the uh, State of the Battle Realm map. You know, with 2099 Spider Man. I'm excited for that. If that's something that is going to happen this year. You guys are going to have to poke and prod uh, Gabe for the, the deets, man. He knows all about that type of stuff. So I will, man. I have a lot of notes for that interview tomorrow night. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I've done so much research. I'm like, I need, I need to reread everything Conscious Champions. So I read, I've read all the dialogue for the entire game. Oh, my goodness. That is dedication. Yeah, that's man. So sick. I love it, dude. It's uh, there's a lot of fun stuff to to read and you know find and watch. Like I think I watched like a maybe like listened or read like a hundred interviews that Kabam have done, whether it's him or um, Cuz Perry or um, some other members. It's really awesome. They're all so passionate about the uh, like uh, Marvel universe and like some of the characters that we have coming to the game are going to shock and surprise and hopefully delight you because they're some of them are like amazing and everyone you know they're the classics some of them are like kind of off the wall and like pretty deep in the old marvel lore um so i'm super excited for the like the the wrapping up 2021 and see what you guys think of the, the champions we got coming out in contest the rest of the year because they're pretty they're pretty sweet oh yeah yeah i'm pretty stoked for hercules and america chavez that's that's gonna be awesome america chavez is amazing the community's been asking for america chavez for a while i'm glad we're finally doing her uh, I remember, like, ever since I started, I see a comment here and there on, like, whatever posts we do. Like, bring America Chavez to the game, so. Yeah, yeah man. Super, I made a... We get that in there. Oh, yeah. I was, like, I was talking to my, fr my, my good friend Moose. He, uh, we made a America Chavez fan build, and I, I'm so excited once the build actually comes out, how close it'll be similar. Just how, like, I've been pretty good, because, like, I accidentally 
um, predict who's going to come out. I did it with Spider-Ham before he got Are announced. Really? Yeah, I made like a Spider-Ham fan art for contest, and then he got announced a week later. <laughs> it's like, I didn't even mean to predict this, because I always predict at least one character every month. <laughs> and it's like, whoops, I mean, I'll take credit for that since I did it. <laughs> Are you a Marvel superhero? You got superpowers, man. Yeah. Prediction. Yeah, I got a little foresight in me. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, so um, what, uh, what all do you like to do in Realm? Uh, in Realm, I'm a grinder, man. I'm just, you know what? It's weird. Like I, uh, I've been, I've like made a developer account um, that I have had to exclusively solo queue up when I'm uh, playing, um, and so I've just been grinding solo queue super, super hard. It's made me like when I first like my initial account that like uh, that I still play on, like my private account. I thought that I had a tier list of favorites picked out but then starting the game over again and going from square one um made me have new favorites like i used to not care for web warrior and now i'm just in love with web warrior um same with uh like oh god who else uh same with iron legionnaire like i kind of just like you know had played with iron legionnaire so much during like the beta builds of the game and and that i wanted to really grind up other characters first uh but like going back and playing iron legionnaire um with the uh uh with the drones has been like so fun to play with um so yeah i'm just uh grinding solo queue at the moment <laughs> that's what i do it's pretty fun yeah it's weird though i have to like uh for my developer account i keep certain champions at certain vr levels just because like i'm not i'm a grinder in the sense that like i want to experience i need to for my job be able to experience all different tiers of play and see what's up and be able to have like hands-on experience being in like warrior defender avenger um and all that stuff so it's really interesting like going from champion to champion and like going these huge swings of vr and seeing what's what's being played how the meta shifts slightly depending on how people are like building other champions through uh the different tiers of uh, battle rating. So that's been like uh, over playing over the past week. That's been a huge thing that I've been super interested in uh, in, in exploring. Nice. So, um, what do you like? Uh, do you like the uh, dialogue and where it's going? Uh, I think that the story for Realm has a, an incredible amount of potential, and I've seen you know what's coming up. Uh, for the storyline and it's really really cool like Gabe and the team have done an amazing job in terms of narrative writing I think it's like I don't know it's super interesting because we're, it, it realm sits in such a unique place in the industry in terms of a, as, a pro, as a product as a game in terms of storytelling and in terms of the world that they've crafted in order to like tell stories um, I think the storytelling is just going to get better I think like there's you know we're going to have more ability to uh, tell better stories and 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 involve players more readily in storytelling um, through uh, events, quests, and all that stuff via PvE and PvP, um, which is really sweet. Um, and we have some other really cool stuff in the works that isn't necessarily in-game that's going to be coming out that's really amazing storytelling. I saw, I uh, can't say anything about it, but it's going to be amazing. Uh, the, the story itself is can go literally anywhere. And that's the beauty of it, is that like it can go wherever we'd like it to go, and Gabe has a huge master plan about where cool. he wants it to go, and um, I think you guys are going to be super pleasantly surprised. 
Nice. I can't. I can't wait. I'm, I'm really excited. There's the trial of the worthy Thor, unworthy Thor coming here pretty soon. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. for that, and just honestly, the crossover between Condes and Realm have been so nice. The cutscenes are oh, they're so good. I love yeah. them. Summoner's Journey. I can't wait for more. It's gonna be. I'm really excited. Hey, you get one more chapter in 4.0, and then there's more coming uh, at a later date. So yeah, Black Panther. There's a chapter. A chapter opens up in uh, in. Uh, 4.0, right? Yes. I wrote the patch notes. I still need to remind myself. Of <laughs> <laughs> if anyone knows, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Okay, so, so I, I really, like, uh, the one last thing I'll say is that, like, uh, one of my favorite bits of storytelling that we've done in MROC so far are the collab comic books that we've done through Summoner's Journey. Yes. Um, I think that, like, once you get to that node on the Summoner's Journey path, like, I don't know, it's just so cool. Like, these are turbo famous marvel artists and they've worked with us directly in terms of like telling the story of these barons and of the barons champions and you know like their uh, motivations within the world that we've built so i think black panther's one is super super sick and i'm really excited for you guys to see it i gotta finish the uh the spider guild one then i'll be right up there i love the way they look man so good yeah my favorite i think apocalypse is my favorite one so far just in terms of like art style and art direction i think that one that one's my favorite nice yeah um so uh what is what are some of uh your favorite characters to play with uh in mcoc um obviously stealth suit spidey super big fan of him um i was actually gonna tell the story of like my first ever <laughs> five star my first ever five star when i was playing was superior iron man which is a huge womp womp in terms of where he's at currently in the meta. Hopefully he gets uh, buffed again soon. I think that would be sick. Or sorry, buffed. I'm going to have to bug John about seeing where that's at because that would be super nice. Um, I'm a really big fan of uh, uh, Hulk Rags. Really big fan. I don't know why. I mean, he's not like he's a S-tier champion or anything, but uh, but I just like his kit. And I like uh, the loop of that. I, same thing with Taskmaster. I really like playing with Taskmaster, even though he doesn't... I don't know, man. Maybe I'm weird for like liking off meta off meta champions, but Taskmaster. I really like his gameplay loop as well. I like the char- character concept as well. Um, super stoked about uh, any changes being made to his kit. Maybe more. I have to bug John about that too. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, those are those are some of my favorites. I think yeah. Um, I'm still searching for Doctor Doom because I really like to play him. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> I just got but, one. Uh, so did you really? Yeah, I just got one a week ago. So I'm I'm rank five in them tonight because I level up. Oh my god! I'm sorry. <laughs> You'll get one. <laughs> I've been... Eventually, Eventually. Uh, I also like. I'm a big fan of Jabari Panther. I know that she's like newer to the yeah. to the contest, but I pulled her as a uh, as a five star recently, and I think that I just I'm. I'm a big fan. I, I know it's an MROC champ, and maybe that's a cop out for me talking about <laughs> MROC champ and MCC. No, but also, just super fun to play with Jabari Panther. I'm a big fan of her. Yeah, I, I got a six star Jabari Panther uh, the day she came out. For, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, big flex. I'm pretty stoked on that. That is amazing. Yeah, I actually my latest five star uh, that I pulled was Nick Fury, Ooh, uh, nice. and I was pretty chuffed about that one because. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna need him. Nice. Need him the content that I'm planning on doing next. But he's um, an old standard classic, you know. Like it, I don't think there's not many people who don't like Nick Fury as a champion, you know. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Jay, you got a couple questions? Uh, yeah. So uh, you talked. We talked. Uh, what is one character you'd want to buff in the contest? Um. Oh man. You already said you kind of like some niche characters, so maybe it could be one of them. Yeah. Let or me think. Or is there a Spider Verse character you really, really want to buff? Um. <laughs> Sanders says, "Please say Miles." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Miles would be sick, wouldn't it? Like, I mean, I'd love. I'd love. To, to bust miles i think that would be amazing um i think that i would also hmm. oh i mean imagine jim's pretty nailing it right now for me a little bit i mean venom pool yeah for sure Love that character. Uh, I'd like to see that. I really like Green Goblin, uh, and so I'd really like to see uh, Green Goblin maybe buffed. The name that of the champion that I'm looking for is escaping me right now. It's like I can you tell that I'm nervous <laughs> in terms of being on here because like all the names of champions have straight up went out of my head. Um, but uh, but yeah, those are all. I mean. <laughs> who else who else I, I'd like to see Spider-Gwen get a little bit of like a value uh, just so she hits a little bit harder I think that'll be yeah yeah that'd be a good, uh, good value up to buff yeah buff ghost more you know oh, <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> you said it <laughs> buff ghost oh, wow alright so uh, who, are, who are some champs do you th that you think are uh, a little overrated Overrated? Um, oh man, I, I I don't know. Like I I feel like there's so many. The conversation about balance to me is super interesting uh, because you know, like in terms of there aren't too many champions in the game that like for all content will just like crush it. Um, and so like I really like the idea that what Jim has done has, or sorry, John has done has like. Uh, um, crafted kind of these picks where you're able to like if you pull this champion you have like a really good opportunity to do super well i mean quake's a uh, quake i i don't think quake should be touched it takes it, she takes so much skill to play i suck at quake um <laughs> but uh but quake is amazing i also domino got me through like the majority of act three four and five um she does a, a tremendous amount of damage as well uh but not to the point where it's like super, super overpowered. Right on. Um, so who are, who are some champions that uh, that you're happy about their buffs? Uh, I don't know. I I, I honestly I um <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that like let me see. I I'm super stoked because I have a Ronin for the Ronin buff. I think that that is amazing. I think that uh, like everyone, I think has a Diablo and the yes. Diablo update. I think is done super super well. And yeah, also for, for Bishop, it's just like I know that these are like the latest champions that were that were changing, but uh, but I think that they're all like super pat like need it and super I, they're gonna it's gonna provide so much value to the community because i feel like everyone has one of these champions through playing and it's just like sitting there idle in their roster and now i think so many people are gonna have a reason to like pick pick up these champions and and uh and play them and have a super good time playing with them 
Yeah, man, I I was especially Bishop because Bishop is funny. Like, I mean, there's that one synergy cheese that's just like ridiculous, but now <laughs> <laughs> now his kit's actually pretty solid, and uh, you can and crush some content pretty easily. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I haven't. I know that hasn't been posted yet, but I haven't even read anything on that. But he, nice. uh, I'm excited for it, especially my six star Diablo. <laughs> Ask, okay, Exxon's gonna mute. Um, okay, so <laughs> CT gets bringing up. Do you know anything about this uh, Conscious Champions comic book for the House of X? I'm just curious. I, I, I've seen it. I don't know anything else about it. Yeah, to be honest, it's by I've uh, seen it in, in various channels, but uh, no, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, it's by Pepe Lores, I think is what his name is. Yeah. So, uh, so he he does a lot of the the um how the art for for the X Men comics right now. Sorry, I don't know why it took so long to say it, mm -hmm. but yeah, I love the X Men comics right now. They're just so good. I'm excited to see how they um how they uh, help out with the storytelling with the mutants in the in the contest. It's actually crazy how over I, like as I've read the story for the mutants, it's so surprising how they stick so true to the to what we have in the con the comic books right now with the contest. It's kind of like it's weird how they're like Gabe has and whoever raids and stuff for the the mutants is like hand in hand with the uh, with what they're doing with the mutants in the comics. Our quest team, uh, the people who write the uh, content for like our one shots and all that stuff uh, in the game, are like the biggest Marvel super fans. Um, and so yeah, it's so awesome that like I'm huge House of X. I'm just re I'm rereading House of X right now. Um, and uh, it's such a good story. So yeah, I'm stoked that we can uh, that we can get, like bring so much. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, we can like complement the actual like Marvel canon so so closely in the game and like kind of bring it to life in a different way. I think that's super sick. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really excited, and especially uh, some people. I was watching, I was listening to your twenty twenty nineteen with unofficial contest champions podcast, and in that you actually confirmed that like Iceman was gay when they first when Iceman came to the game, and like I didn't even realize when I was reading that comic and they were talking about awakening your true self for Iceman because he's struggling mm -hmm. with his Omega abilities of trying to get there. Like that's something yeah. that he's never done in the comics, and something about him being with the sexuality as well. Like it wasn't something he was going about, and so now we have you know we have him in the game, we have Angela in the game, and we have two more uh, two more characters coming out next month. So it's crazy mm -hmm. how good and you guys get everything. Yeah, I didn't know that either before I like started. Like obviously I was super familiar with Ith with Iceman, but like not with the deeper lore and like background of his character. Uh, and so learning about that was so awesome. Uh, talking to Gabe about that, um, I think yeah, I was. It's it's pretty cool. I'm so glad like the that we're able to do this stuff and uh, and be able to like present these characters in such an amazing way. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's awesome. It's such a privilege. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> um, so, uh, what's it like when content creators are uh, adding you all day? <laughs> uh, I don't mind it, to be honest. I mean, sometimes it gets a little bit distracting, but uh, I mean, it depends. Like, I am added all the time on Discord, uh, <laughs> and uh, that's why my profile picture has like <laughs> a quadrillion uh, at notifications on it on Twitter. Um, but uh, 
it's it's fine i mean i i think that it's great like being I, one of the parts of my job is to be that liaison for content creators you know um that are in the program i feel like i need to be more active on twitter in terms of content creators adding me on there and i'll do better at being more active on twitter but uh my whole life revolves around the content creators in the in the program and and making sure all, all the things work to be able to help facilitate their uh content creation um yeah i mean it's fine it's part of the job it comes with the territory you know yeah for sure <laughs> um that shoot. video was cursed <laughs> 10 hours of intense discord things <laughs> so, so cursed no thanks yeah i'm not um, clicking that <laughs> hard. um so uh jay, jay you got anything else i've lost my train of thought <laughs> um yeah so so you started with contests and you when you first joined and how was the transition from contest into a realm were you automatically going into a realm or was it something you had to transition from contest to realm i applied internally for the position um, because the game was coming out. I've been working on Realm for a really long time. I mean, like the, like, I've been working on Realm before it was released for longer than it is now has been released. So Three I years applied. Though? Yeah, ish. I mean, it was in development before I actually started working on the day-to-day -day team. Wow. Um, and, uh, and then starting to get that all sorted out. Um, but uh, it's great. Wait, can you repeat the question? Sorry. <laughs> I said, how was your transition? Like, like, what was oh, yeah. it? <laughs> the transition was fine. I mean, that, that, that like, it, uh, applying internally to the job and getting it is super awesome just because I super enjoy working at Kabam. It's such an awesome company to work for. So for them to be like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it, working on Realm is kind of like a dream fulfilling job for me because I had a goal of being a community manager. And I know, like, in terms of doing the job on a day to day, now it feels different um because i'm doing it now but like i i love my job and it was so awesome to be able to have a goal of being like i want to be a community manager even though that's like not a huge hugely large aspiration um because you know like uh it it, it just was so i don't know it was so i I was so stoked when I got the job and that they promoted me internally in order to do it. Like your first posting, your like first job. Um, so the transition was amazing. And it's so such a privilege to be able to work on the team every day. Because the MROC team are like some of the most dedicated and hardworking developers I've ever worked with. Or everyone at Kabam is amazing. And so to just like be able to have the position that I do and um, do this on a day-to-day -day basis is just super humbling and I'm very stoked to be able to do it. Uh, I think that like immediately I got so sucked into MROC that I keep on having to do these like checks where I like have to resync myself with MCOC because <laughs> there's something going on on MCOC at all times. And it's so hard to focus on both sometimes that I have like the occasional catch up for myself in terms of like getting back into the swing of things with MCOC when I have to go back and do content creator stuff and then go back and uh, prepare everything on a monthly basis for, for MROC. Um, there's some amazing things coming for Amrock. I'm could not be more excited about the the direction that the game is is going in, or at least the, uh, what we have planned. So I'm super excited to continue work on the game. I think it's it's awesome. It's, it's going to be great. Yeah. So um, is there a uh, champion release schedule for Amrock? 
Oh, you know I can't talk about that. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it's off limits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, join the MRAC CCP first. <laughs> um, so, uh, what's a day in, in the life of Thel like? Uh, I wake up. I at the beginning of the pandemic, I bought myself a present, which was an espresso machine, which because I'm a huge coffee fan, um, and I have just absolutely used it so much. Uh, so every day starts out with a coffee, a beautiful espresso. I'm like I I'm a nerd about video games, but I also nerd out pretty hard about like coffee and espresso. Um, and so <laughs> I make myself a coffee, uh, and uh, I bake. I'm a big fan of baking, so I bake bread uh, ever so often. Um, I make myself breakfast, man. Uh, usually, nice. like toast, like avocado toast, or like peanut butter and jelly on toast with homemade bread. Sit down at my desk, check all of my Discord notifications and emails, and uh, get the get the day going. Um, I'm lucky enough in Vancouver to be able to like go into the to the office occasionally now. So I'm like working. Uh, remotely part time, and I get to go in the office part time, which is super nice to have. Like, I don't know anyone else in the audience who's like been working from home potentially. It's like the monotony really started to set in after a while of like working from home, and so the opportunity to go into the office a little bit again has been super awesome. Um, so yeah, occasionally <laughs> I'll go in the office and I'll get a coffee at the coffee shop <laughs> around the corner. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I mean a lot of it is like. You know, our most active community uh, platform is Discord, um, and obviously, uh, like Reddit as well, but to a slightly lesser extent in terms of the volume of messaging that we get. Um, <laughs> it's been an interesting experiment uh, from uh, like for us, uh, the community team at Kabam, in order to start experimenting with Discord because previously, we never we had forums, right? Obviously, in like traditional social media and traditional forums. And so the, the thought process behind Discord for MROC was that we wanted to emulate and have a community platform that emulated the, the uh, speed and, and interaction that players get while actually playing Realm of Champions. Uh, and so we felt like Discord was a super good fit for that, to be able to emulate the style of the game in terms of having a community platform. Um, and so it's been such an interesting like learning process in terms of getting that Discord uh, set up and you know, like learning all about bots and, and all that stuff. And I think it's been good so far. Um, and it's provided this really interesting, uh, from like a community management theory perspective, it's, it's it, as someone who's like, this is my first time uh, running like an official uh, Discord server. It's been so interesting to see the, the way that like feedback and player interaction changes when, uh, when we have a dedicated Discord uh, like this. Um, and so, yeah, day to day is like I read it, um, basically every message um, in the Discord, and uh, like the major thing that I am as a community manager is that like, I'm a conduit between the people who make the game and the people who play the game. And so, a, a large part of my job and like daily uh, is a lot of like meetings talking about stuff that's currently going on in the game, stuff that's coming to the game, how players I like interpreting how players feel about something that's already live or how they will feel about something that's coming that's going to be live soon um, and really being able to provide and be that voice of the players to the game's team um, in order to like you know make sure that uh, you guys or everyone who plays the game and the community members are, are heard 
um, and taking that feedback that everyone uh, puts in and, and being able to present it to the team. I'm essentially, I synthesize a lot of feedback into actionable things for the, for the team um, to take into consideration when they continue to develop the game. Does that answer your question? <laughs> that was a lot. I answered questions about the... Yeah, that was good. I didn't know that much about the server. I've always, I was just curious about the MRAC server. I was always like, why isn't there a contest one? So, no, that's that's I mean, cool. I mean, that's true. I mean, I'm, we've we've tossed around the idea of creating an official MCOC Discord server, but I I'm not like I I don't know how it would work. I mean, I feel like the the community platforms themselves are so established that the the transition would be, uh, like, gargantuan. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, I, I felt the same way when I was thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. But uh, but like Mirrorverse has one, and that one is super okay. dope. If you guys haven't tried out Mirrorverse yet? I highly recommend it if you can. Um, great game, and uh, yeah, Emrock has one too. So yeah, it was my idea to make a Discord uh, to inter- integrate Discord into our like community uh, platforms, and so far so good, I think. Um, in terms of and how it's it's kind of just like the game it's constantly being developed and the discord is constantly being developed as well so we have some cool things coming for discord that's going to be really awesome and i'm hoping are super awesome so uh yeah uh i think that i i have more to say but i i don't want to bore you guys with <laughs> <laughs> no. you can go man that's fine it's your interview bro yeah um yeah sorry go ahead no you're good i was just gonna ask if you uh, have been watching loki Oh my god, how good is it? Yeah, I was saying actually the other day, I want a variant jacket so badly. Uh, I don't know why. It seems like the TVA jacket. Like the TVA jacket with variant on the back. I would wear it every day. I think there might be one at Hot Topic. I was looking at the other day because Marvel sent out. I might even have one at DisneyShop.com. Yeah, yeah. I I just had the idea that I really wanted one. I didn't end up going on like a Google search spree and see if I can pick one up, but now I will. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Yeah, I knew it. Absolute. Thank you, CT man. Clutch. Um, I think it's dope. I think it's super cool. There, there was a loot crate that I was gonna buy that had like TVA socks in it, and I'm a sucker for a good patterned sock. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, yeah, I would. I'd wear that. That's so dope. I don't know. Heck yeah. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Yeah. But Loki is yeah. great. I think that I think that Loki is an amazing show. I, I think I. I don't know. I feel like this is a maybe controversial say. I'm liking it better than Falcon and Winter Soldier so far. Um, just in terms of, like the breadth of the story that they're telling. I think yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier is great. Um, WandaVision obviously absolutely slaps. I loved that show. Um, I think it's my number one right now until Loki finishes. But I think Loki is my number one Marvel TV sh- or Marvel TV show of right now of the limited supply that we have to choose from. But Loki's my favorite so far. Yeah, I definitely feel that with the storytelling yeah. too. Like, I feel yeah. like uh, WandaVision was too slow. Falcon was a little bit too fast at points, and then Loki's mm-hmm. kind of in that middle. I think they figured it out on the storytelling really well. well. I just, I'm just like anticipating how much tie-in story that they're going to be telling in Loki. Like, obviously, yeah. I have no idea what's coming with the TV multiverse, show. baby. Uh, but like, multiverse of madness, man. Like, it's I don't know, and and also Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. That oh, there's yeah. that type of like abomination fighting uh, Wong. Like, that's wild in, in there in that like latest trailer. Um, yeah. The multiverse of madness stuff that's going to come out is absolutely. Oh, yeah wild dude and i think loki is doing a really good job of preparing all the fans for for the crazy uh stuff that's going to come with the next phase of the mcu that's why it's my favorite also yeah i don't know i'm a big fan of tom hiddleston and i'm a huge fan of um 
of uh, Owen Wilson as well. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, do you think do you think we could see uh, this uh, Tom Hiddleston go away and the new uh, Sylvie come stay? Oh, Ooh, that's a good question. I don't even want to speculate, dude. I don't know. I don't think Tom Hiddleston is going anywhere. I feel like uh, if um, she's gonna be, I feel like she's gonna become six one six. Or sorry, that's not six one six, but whatever. I forgot. It's like the like ten nines universe or whatever. So I think yeah, she's yeah, yeah. gonna become the uh, the enchantress, and he'll become the new Loki. Okay. Kind of fit in there, with also yeah. all the madness going around, you know. Yeah, yeah. Tom Hiddleston's already a six one six Loki, isn't he? So he's like the. But I don't know with the amount of variants and everything, like. Who knows what's going to happen? I'm also excited for other Loki variants that are going to pop up through the rest of the show. Like, how else are going to they're going to reimagine Loki potentially? I'm just really excited about that. That Hulk Loki, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, how wild is that? Yeah, it's like what if, man. Like, I'm so excited for what if. I think that that's going to be such a cool reimagining of some like super iconic characters. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. that scene with all the other Loki variants. Those are from. It's actually a comic book uh, cover that was that's from the comics and they just they put him in the mcu which is really cool besides no the tracksuit i think the tracksuit loki was a little bit different that was just a photoshopped uh, tom hiddleston picture <laughs> is it the one i him in like winning the soccer yeah like, like, soccer trophy yeah 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 that's, that, that's pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. Uh, super stoked for Loki. i think it's it's gonna be amazing okay um so did you have any sort of uh background in marvel or comics before you started working with kabam yeah, I mean, I should post a picture of my graphic novel collection Ooh. somewhere on Twitter. It's, it's not massive, but it's up there, dude. I think that, like, the, the interesting thing about me is that, like, my interest in graphic novels started uh, not grounded within the Marvel Universe. Um, like, I didn't start with, like, Spider-Man comics necessarily. Uh, I got into graphic novels when I was, like... 14, 15, and uh, they were all like, you know, um, I mean, I'll just say I, Warren Ellis is like one of my favorite graphic novel writers of all time, um, and and also uh, um, and also and terrible at names. Um, also, who is it? Uh, Kirkman. Sorry, I read a lot of Robert oh Robert, yeah. Um, so my initial falling in love with graphic novels was like outside of that um, like Invincible yes, yes. Walking Dead yes uh, like Brian Wood as well also just like a ludicrously talented writer I, I'm a big fan he, he wrote a series called series, he co-wrote a series called DMZ which I, I found when I was quite young and I thought it was super cool because it, I was like never exposed to the world of um um DMZ. Essentially, the TLDR is that is like, essentially, there was like a civil war in the United States, and like Manhattan has become like a demilitarized zone. Um, and uh, it's all about this like journalist that goes into the DMZ and this like the power struggle between all these people, uh, these like larger than life characters. And it's a great series. And uh, yeah, it holds a special place in my heart. Um, same with Invincible, same with the Walking Dead series. I was super disappointed about how the TV show turned, but the graphic novel series continued to be like top tier. Um, uh, I have seen Scarlet, but I have not picked it up yet. So, Marcus, I will put that on my list. Um, I'm reading this Ellis. I know we're not talking about Marvel. I'm sorry. So okay. like, This is the foundation of my love of graphic novels. Um, but then to get into uh, 
to get into Marvel, I started reading X-Men comics and yeah. then had these big giant X-Men volumes um, that I read through and Fantastic Four stuff, uh, Silver Surfer uh, got me into it really intensely. Obviously like my copy of Secret Wars is dog-eared and, and read um, like so many times, um, <laughs> big fan. And uh, yeah, I, I love graphic novel. I love the medium of like graphic novel storytelling. I think it's so amazing um in terms of like the art style and like the 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 emotion that they can convey via art and you know i it's so interesting writing for graphic novels as well because like you can't you have to say a lot with little words you know what i'm saying like you don't have much space necessarily depending on the graphic novel but i mean uh you have to be able to say a lot with little words and as a person who writes a lot for a living I, i i have a huge amount of respect for graphic novel writers because it takes a lot of revision and a lot of like really choosing your words carefully in order to really convey what you want to convey in terms of storytelling and i think that's what graphic novels do so well um which is really admirable very nice i'm uh rambling again i'm sorry <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I-, I love graphic novels as uh, i took a graphic novel class in high school and it gave me like a so much new perspective on graphic novels once i took that mm-hmm. took that um class that was like only in that in that area and it was yeah. so nice learning learning so much stuff and that's what got me mostly into graphic design mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's some just amazing i'm trying to look at my graphic it's obscured by the glass right now but <laughs> reading recently i mean there's like classics dude like like if you've never read from hell before i it's gigantic but like it's an absolute seminal graphic novel read it's incredible it's about jack the ripper it's a bit gory uh but it's classic you know um it's awesome um i really like that started my love affair with graphic novels also the watchman was i was like hugely instrumental in me falling in love with graphic novels as, as well um just absolutely gorgeous storytelling and super interesting characters i know gabe loves watchmen he even appeared in the movie (laughs) yeah which is so cool (laughs) wait gabe appeared in watchmen yeah he was in the he was in the yeah he's in a he's in the movie (laughs) he's in like one scene yeah he's yeah he's in one scene where it's um it it shows a crowd of people when they're looking at the heroes and he's a he's person in that crowd i don't have the screenshot um but i'm sure it was yeah, he talked about it. I was listening because you know I said I listened to all the, almost every Kabam interview there is, and uh, on the unofficial he talked about that he was that Watchmen was his favorite. Uh, he loves dark storytelling. He was like, I appeared in the movie, just dropped the ball, like <laughs> they dropped the mic, and I'm like, dude, what? Yeah, he's in that. He's in that. It's pretty sick. That's amazing. I'm gonna have to ask him about that, man, because uh, he's never told me about that. Yeah, they filmed it in Vancouver, and he said he just got on the got on the set and. Got it. Got in the movie. That's crazy. Uh, but uh, speaking about Kabam, you uh, you you used to sit. Or do you 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 have uh, your your desk is right next to Kabam mics, right? It was. Yeah, was. it was. We used to sit right next to each other. I mean, we still kind of do in the office. He, I sit in front of him now. I guess in terms of when we were both working in the office, but we're really far away from each other. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna but ask, yeah, we, like, do you miss you miss uh, sitting right next to him? <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, dude. It was so nice. Like I we chat a lot on like on a daily basis, obviously, because we work quite close together. Uh and it was so nice to be able to just like lean over and be like, yo, Mike, uh blah 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 and just like talk to him. 
I knew that I was bugging him then, but now I just feel <laughs> like I'm bugging him more because we talk via Slack now if we're like not in the same room. So the few instances where we've both been in the office at the same time has been amazing because, you know, Mike's awesome. Just like a ludicrously smart, uh, smart guy. And I just, you know, it's so nice to like run something by him and just get his, get his perspective. I really like working with him. So I miss it. Yes, I miss it. I miss <laughs> the whole team, really. We used to work like, like the whole team used to work in pretty close proximity with each other. Um, and so, yeah, I miss the whole team. I miss the office. I'm one of those people who like, you know, at first when I was like, work from home shouldn't be that bad. And then I really like going into an office. I'm, it's just kind of like the way I work uh, in terms of like being super productive. Cause for some reason, like I, I don't know, I associate like being in my apartment with like playing games and like cooking food and hanging out. Um, but when I'm at the office, it's kind of just like, I feel more like directed in terms of like, I feel more efficient when I'm there doing business stuff you know yeah and the office looks amazing there's so much cool stuff like i I was like wow you guys have a cool office you guys like a cool mural of like transformers and marvel characters oh yeah colossus guillotine life-size things (laughs) got the arcade machine like oh my goodness the colossus is amazing the amount of times i've had to move around that colossus (laughs) for like shoots or whatever i has been i'm yeah i'm very familiar with that colossus it's amazing it's so sweet also, the Optimus Prime, man. Optimus Prime, underrated. Oh, yeah. That's a crazy sculpture. Yeah. There was, like, talks about... at the When we were last at... Uh, at uh, uh, My God, New York Comic Con. Um, and we were, like, unveiled Amrock to the world. We had that colossal maestro statue. Yes. And the whole talk, the, the talk about, like, what was, like, what are we going to do with the... Where's the statue going to live Sad. now? And I think, like, you know, we, they're planning on making room for it somewhere. <gasps> they are. Um, in our in our offices yeah so i that's Just, gonna be wild yeah i, I tweeted gabe on twitter right i was like where is it where is that and he was like it's in stories <laughs> i'm like no <laughs> yeah. come on yeah it's such a cool statue i want it in like the lobby of our office or something you know just towering over the elevators before you go up or something i think that'd be sweet yeah, that's that's so cool. I love the Maestro. Maestro has always been one of my favorite characters in Marvel Comics. Um, yeah. If I have like a whole, my whole room is filled with so much Marvel stuff, and I yeah. just love like I've always loved the collect the collector. Collector's more about collecting species, but the Maestro he's about collecting that those Marvel artifacts from these uh, yeah. from these different heroes and villains. That's always yeah. been like that's why I was that's why I love the contest from the get go. Um, yeah. And yeah, Legion of course is my favorite too, just because he's got all like almost every single power you can think of but yeah, those are my, definitely <laughs> my two favorite uh my, Mar- my two favorite marvel characters and yeah i just got a apparently i got a marvel maestro's st- uh, toy or figure that's uh that looks very similar to the game no way yeah i didn't even know it was contest and it's uh ct was telling me about it that it's he's wearing the uh hulk hulk armor the iron hulk armor that he only wears in the mcoc comics and the game and so i was like that it's, it's uh now i got almost every IRL MCOC merchandise there is, which is really cool. I'm trying to find a... Hold on. Uh... Oh, yeah, there's this uh, there's this uh, PCS statue that was made of Venom Pool that is absolutely colossal. I don't know if anyone else has seen that. I want it so badly. It's $2,500. <laughs> yeah, it's ludicrously expensive, but uh, uh, it is also just 
so cool looking. CT, I love CT says he has a spare one, dude. I will. Uh... You do not have a spare one, CT. He's he's trolling you. <laughs> he's got the he's got some connections to uh, sideshow. So you what? know, yeah, yeah. He has his own. He's got a shop, and he says he gets. No yeah. yeah, I don't know where it would go in my apartment. It would just like live somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. I'll I'll, uh, I'll post it in the chat if anyone doesn't know. That came out about a a bit ago, and they even just unveiled a new Deadpool statue that we had a, a, a giveaway for in April for some from one lucky summoner. So good. yeah. Um, Jay, do you have anything else over there, man? Um, I do not because I I just lost my train of thought. Oh, there you go. Well, there's a there it is. Sim just posted it. <laughs> Someone with three of them. Yeah, it's huge. Wow. It's so awesome. I don't know. The, like, this the, I don't know. It, it Not only is it a super impressive statue, this the te I wasn't expecting to be so blown away by, like, the texturing on the statue itself. Yeah, that's, like, like true. It's like of the Deadpool suit is, like, truly detailed as heck. Yeah, Venompool is always such a cool... I Out of all the Venompool um, designs, there's, like, four of them, four or five of them. I love the one in the contest. It's definitely the best one. Even, um... The creator Deadpool even talked about that. like the one in the contest is one of his favorites in this way. I was like, dude, that's super cool. <laughs> <laughs> that is super cool. So, uh, Mr. King's asking about uh, do you know any of the por Portuguese or Brazilian MCOC or NROC community? I mean, yeah, there's a couple of Portuguese content creators in the yeah. in the program already for MCOC. I'm honestly not too sure for the MROC community. Um, I will have to do more digging into that. Uh, at, unfortunately, like one of the limitations of of uh, the community team is that like we offer community uh, in like pieces in English. Like we'll translate everything, but sometimes it's harder to get insight on like a like a personal level in terms of communities from different countries. I mean we do it it's just sometimes because we live in an english dominated country sometimes it's easier to to uh you know be engaged with the english speaking community so send me all your links to all the mrock and mcoc portuguese creators or community things that you think i should look at because i'd love to take a look nice yeah so um what advice would you give to somebody who is looking to join the ccp or is just uh starting content creation uh, for contest of champions or for content creation in general, I mean, I, the, I'd say just start. I think the hardest thing <laughs> about it is starting and you'll find eventually your flow and you know, what works for you. Um, and, uh, find out like what is good and what's bad. And it's a learning process and it's a tremendously hard thing to do. Uh, content creation is extremely challenging and anyone who does do it i have a tremendous amount of respect for because i suck at editing <laughs> um but uh i think that if you're looking at the mstoc content creator program in general i think that uh, what we're i i think that uh let's see um not being afraid to talk over your gameplay i think or just record gameplay and talk over it after the fact yeah. i think just like presenting your perspective and commentary and having a like trying to bring a, a unique perspective to a certain fight or to a certain note or whatever you're doing in game um you know tier lists obviously huge everyone's opinion is super important um just being able to bring a unique perspective to caught like mcoc from a content creation pers perspective is great 
Um, I mean, like, as long as you are talking and have something to say that puts you head and shoulders above other content creators that are creating content for the same game, just because, you know, I get a huge amount of people who just apply with gameplay over random music. And I mean, that's great because, because obviously you can see how skilled the players are at the game. Um, but in terms of like being part of the content creator program, we really like to be able to engage people who uh, like have unique opinions and, and are able to uh, like, you know, talk about it via their content or via like, or to us and, and the de other developers who make the game on a day-to-day -day basis in our discord server. Um, so yeah, that's what I'd say. Don't, be comfortable talking on it, it like face cam doesn't matter as long as you're talking that's the best and if you're passionate obviously it's going to shine through so <clears throat> practice and apply and maybe you'll get in what are sure. what are some youtube tricks you think that could also help a channel grow for people who aren't as experienced with youtube uh, either whether content creation or streaming I could talk. I could talk to you guys about this for hours. <laughs> I, I am. My weird nerdy admission is that I am YouTube certified, and so a few years ago, I did a, a program designed by Google in order to like certify myself in like backend SEO and analytical work in terms of like. And I know it's probably like you know, silly to say because the algorithm for YouTube changes so frequently, um, but. Uh, but yeah, I am a big fan of like analytical and backend work. I do the backend work um, for the official MCOC YouTube channel um, oh, nice. in terms of all that stuff. So um, let's see, what kind of advice? For a growing channel, um, I would say, okay, here's the thing. How much time do you guys have? I, the, uh, <laughs> the, um, the way that the YouTube algorithm works is uh, interesting because it's based off of watch time, right? So yes. when you're going and you're trying to see what's up and you, obviously you're trying to grow as a creator and you're up against it man because there's so much stuff on YouTube all of the time um, people have always talked about the fabled 10 minutes, the 10 minutes doesn't really matter it's just for, it, that's if you're monetized for like yeah. a, an extra AdSense payout to get to 10 minutes, a lot of what I see for content creators uh, that are smaller are like super long VODs that are just posted as discover discoverable videos and like people who are live streaming and just like playing around and then posting VODs, that's going to kill your channel because there's a tremendous amount of watch time posting like two hour long VODs and having like 13 people watch like a grand total of three minutes of it or something. Um, in the algorithm's eyes, having a, like a 120 minute piece of content and have people watch 3% <laughs> of it that in YouTube's eyes is like, this isn't good content. We shouldn't push this to more people. So when you're looking at content, you want to make sure that you are trying to maximize watch time um, because I think that maximizing watch time is a means of telling the algorithm to push your uh, content to more people. I think that that happens and that's more of like a backend thing in terms of like a, a content theory thing of like how you f format your content. Um, but for YouTubers that are just starting out, yeah, I'd stick to like, you know, four to eight minute videos um, and like be engaging, make sure to talk. I think that that's really excellent. But the, the main thing that I think all new YouTubers need to get accustomed to is something that I kind of like to call the holy trifecta. And the holy <laughs> trifecta is 
video tags, thumbnailing, and titling. Um, yes. Those are the, and to a certain extent, description, because descriptions are actually surprisingly useful in terms of building more SEO into your YouTube upload. Um, but the big things that you can focus on as a new content creator are those three things, like titling, uh, thumbnailing and your um, video tags and like video tags uh, have they have become less a part of discovery in terms of people finding your content organically but they still have a huge impact on maybe potentially getting your videos into the sidebar of related content because when you're looking at related content um, to what you're seeing then by having ad like accurate video tags um, you might have a higher up ch hi higher chance of appearing higher up in that list that big column of like you should watch this next um, and depending how how good your SEO is you could be higher ranked on there so if someone's watching like a video from a larger content creator and you have similar video tags and you might be right next to them uh, and then you get into the next two parts of the holy trifecta which is thumbnail and titling so like think about it I'm watching a video by uh, Karate Mike and uh, I see <clears throat> a YouTube video on the sidebar and like what's eye-catching it's like a, a clean thumbnail and a clean title um, the thing is that like when you're thinking about YouTube optimization, it is a little bit of psychology because you are trying to entice people to click on your content, right? That's like the main thing. You, I mean, when clickbait was a huge thing, I mean, it still is kind of, <laughs> and it's not great. But like, there was a time in YouTube where it was all clickbait because the algorithm worked off of clicks. Like, literally, people just clicking your video yeah. um, was enough in order to like bump it up in, in the SEO. Um, but now it's about watch time because people are like, people are just making click farms and that's how they're getting views uh, and that sucks so we're gonna actually make people watch the content and see if it's worthy uh but now like what you're trying to do is create like a um, symbiotic relationship between your thumbnails and, and your titling in order to entice people to click the video um uh and that is that's not the summary of my advice <laughs> <laughs> oh <was> dear <laughs> um but uh, but yeah, I, I mean, that to a certain extent, Slay's like semi-correct. You want to get people in the door, but your content has to be high quality. You got to keep them in. Um, if it's just like uh, like garbage tier content, then people are just going to click off immediately, and then you're not going to like see the growth that you necessarily want. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that is more of a, a like I think that it's really interesting in terms of the MCOC content creator community because like everyone knows everyone it's such a huge community but also there's so many content creators and everyone knows everyone and like based off of analytics a lot of viewers watch a, a huge host of content from different contests of champions content creators that was a lot of C words in there <laughs> um, and so I think it's a really interesting pool that MCOC content creators are in of uh being able to share a large audience together it's just about getting noticed um but uh i i didn't mean to say garbage tier in like a in like a poor way uh msd i meant it in terms of like if it's super pixelated and like if it's doesn't provide any value to someone who's watching it um Obviously, MSD is a really well, yeah. like like MSD is obviously like a ludicrously talented MCOC player, um, and so like whatever video MSD posts is super impressive. Um, there's a lot of content creators that just like post fights and just upload it for the sake of uploading, um, and 
I shouldn't say garbage here because it takes a lot of work in order to do that. Um, but, you know, there's like a difference between people making commentaries about a fight and just uploading a fight. You know, does that make sense? Like, yeah, there's a, yeah. There's a difference between people talking through their thought process and the choices that they're making while going through a fight or while going through a path um, of like who to bring in and, 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 uh, and what they're doing on a like moment to moment basis rather than people just like going through and doing it at like two times speed. Um, there's a difference there and I think it's more engaging for people to learn people who are proficient at the game's thought process because it then in turn obviously like makes the person watching want to be able to make those same choices or, or provides them the means to learn about certain things they didn't know before that will help them progress in the game in a more efficient manner so nice I'm sorry that was a super long-winded answer as well, but uh, yeah, holy tr trinity of YouTube backend stuff. Video tags weirdly important. Um, the, uh, description is strangely important as well. Um, but just to like put in a description of what the video is actually like, the the spiders that come down. I know it's weird that they're called spiders, but it's literally the technical term um, that like scan your video will read those words and. Uh, it's part of discovery in terms of like who they will serve the video to. Um, I know it's cliche, but asking people to comment and like is super um, helpful because it shows it it qualifies as engagement on the video. And higher engagements and CDA CTAs are uh, instrumental to being able to um, push that content to more people. Not not only people who have engaged with like MCOC content in the past, but also people who may not have necessarily engaged in MCOC content in the past. Like if it's in like a kind of weird similar realm, but the video has high engagement, um, then there's a higher chance that people you're accessing audiences that haven't necessarily been introduced to MCOC yet. And then also you're introducing your content to people who watch a lot of MCOC content. Nice. Anyway, yeah, that's that, that 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 sums it up, and uh, that's a lot of good information. Yeah, yeah, that was really right. Thank you. Hopefully, that helped no a lot of people getting out there, trying to make their content better, trying to get into the system better, grow the channel, and apply to CCP. Woo! Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, hey, if you got anything else, uh, I think we should we could probably end it on that. Yeah, man. Ooh, I... also, wait, CT made a interesting comment that video-based collaboration is an untapped market. To a certain extent, CT, I would agree with you. Also, though, there have been a huge amount of collaborations that I have worked on in the past or facilitated um, that hasn't necessarily like netted the uh, desired result for people. It's it totally depends on who you're collaborating with. Um, if it's just anyone, it's not going to be as as because people come for one content creator and then they don't necessarily stick around for the other content creator unless that other content creator can really hit it home and like really convert those viewers that came from a larger channel, you know? Um, I'd say that they have a huge amount of merit, but <clears throat> I think you need to be a solid content creator in your own right before you can do those, uh, those, uh, or you need to have a solid audience of, in your own right in order to start doing those collaborations is where I'd probably make the differentiation. Yeah, that's something that with the Futures Society, that's what we want to do is we want to have these amazing collaborations with our content creators, with our people who make concept buffs, like me, um, me, Marcus, Imagine Jim, everyone in the team want to make some awesome stuff, and that's what the society is like. It's all about collaboration, working with the community, making some awesome stuff for, for anyone in the community to see, anyone at Kabam to see, and that's really exciting. 
Yeah, Simula makes a really good point as well. Make what you want to see. I think that's a super underrated comment. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, make what you want to see is uh, that's, I couldn't have put it better myself because there's a there's a market for everything, obviously. Yeah. And like you know, so many of the content, so much content is like super end game stuff. You're right in the comments. Like uh, I'd really, I'm trying to get more like mid tier players. Uh, in that want to make content that are like not necessarily just like cutting edge throne breaker players um that are like rank three and six stars um i want because like a, a huge portion of the um people who play contest of champions live in that middle ground um of like not being throne breaker and like being yeah sitting down like maybe like the uh uncollector to below um category in terms of game progression so Making content like that, I think, is a super untapped market. Very nice. Um, they're asking if you, uh, if you guys at Kabam like Big Kid Scotty's videos. Who? Sorry, repeat the question. You were a little bit uh, breaky uppy for me. Yeah. So they're asking if you like uh, Big Kid Scotty's videos. I've never. I don't send me them. I don't know if I ever. I've ever seen. Oh, okay. Them. Yeah, he's a. He's a. He's a kid who's making some like some hilarious content. He's got he's got yeah, some really, really funny videos. Sweet, <laughs> I'm stoked to see him. Yeah, I'm always away at the um, the uh, how much I watch content creators for MCOC's content, and then how many times I'm discovering new content creators every day that I like never heard of in my life. Um, I think it's amazing that uh, so many people want to make content about this game and. Oh, maybe I have seen one of his videos. They've been trending on Reddit and whatnot. I'm gonna watch all of them. <laughs> there's, 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 there, yeah, there's a lot of time putting those videos. You can tell it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's so awesome. Yeah, no, I saw the the champs get buffed one. That's the one I saw. Yeah. 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 Um, you got anything else over there, Jay? Uh, I was just reading CT's thing about the oversaturation oh. of endgame players. What would you say? What would you do? You have anything to say on the oversaturation of endgame players for the CCP? Um, I think that it is just a symptom of. I, I, I agree, and I'd really like more mid-tier players in the content creator program. I think that it is the. The issue is that the people who are at the endgame are also the people who are making the most educational content which is a huge yeah. aspect of the content creator program itself um and so it's a bit of like you know a, uh, an issue where people i mean like just talking about like the impetus of like what it people <laughs> what it takes in order to start making content about, about mcoc um and all the people who are already like super passionate about the game are grinding it out and at the very like very end game and those also happen to be the people who are making really good content about the game as well. So um, I think that it's just a symptom of uh, progression in term and a symptom of people becoming content creators because they have this unique ability to show endgame content. Okay. That's a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, if, if that's about it, I want to... I want to thank you again for uh, joining us and showing us some of the uh, transparency that comes from Kabam. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, really appreciate it. Um, I'll come on again in a whenever. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah. Um, 
yeah everybody uh in chat i want to thank you all for joining us and asking uh oh who's your uh dream team <laughs> my dream team in mcoc yeah. uh the uh, red hulk um massacre and domino and then two others because the two the, the other two on your team don't matter because the holy trinity is amazing i love massacre oh, nice. <laughs> so good <laughs> all right well uh i want to thank everybody again uh i want to congratulate uh everybody that just got into the ccp i know marcus uh simula jay mr king um and I, I'm sure you've got more that you just uh, just added to, um, but you guys, congratulations! Thank you. I know yeah. that no one who can talk, but yeah, man, it's it's so awesome. I I know every one of us were like, holy crap, this is such an amazing opportunity, and yeah, we're getting getting some work done. I'm very excited for the future CCP, and you know, be um, just be an image for people to say like hey man you if you work hard you get you can get in do what you want to do make some amazing content unique content do what you love and you'll get in man yeah thanks everyone for having me also thanks everyone for applying to the program because it's you are the people who make you know the and doing stuff like that which makes this community such an amazing community to be a part of and so excited that in a small way i get to facilitate you know the continuation of all this content being made that's awesome for for everyone so Thanks very much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. All right. Um, have a good night, everybody. Yep. You as well. I'll talk to you later. Yep. And we have a uh, right. Gabe on tomorrow as well. So before everyone knows that, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be listening in for that one. Oh, hell yeah. Very nice. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you guys yeah. later. Yeah, man.